Is it time for children this morning? I want to invite you to come forward for our time together today. We got a little bit of camp to share with these grown-ups today. Good morning. Hi, Callie. How are you? Good. Good morning, Hank. Corey's coming. I love summer because we get grandkids in the house in the summer. That is wonderful. I love it. Get the Peterson clan all here. Good morning. All right. Now, I know many of you were here at KAMP this week. You recognize our song? I saw some smiles. Seek you first. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I got to tell you, Friday night, y'all did amazing. Y'all did amazing. Well, I thought for the people here who didn't come to KAMP, because some of our grown-ups weren't here this week, that we would share with them a little bit of the good news you learned this week, Um, starting with our verse that we just did. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, did any of you happen to be in the group, I don't remember which color group it was, that did the skit with the the, uh, family feud game, the trivia game? Were any of y'all in that one? That was the orange? Okay. That was orange. So um, they, do you remember about it? Mm -hmm. So they had two teams. They had, what was, there was? There was the earthly team. The the earthly team and the heavenly team. team. They played a little family feud. And they had to guess earthly treasures, and then they had to guess heavenly treasures. So, what were some of the earthly treasures that they suggested? Xbox games. Xbox games. Yes. Legoland. Legoland. Go on. Tickets to Legoland. Go into Legoland. Do you remember any others? Or what would you add to the list? It didn't have to be just the ones. If you thought about things that people in this life, they think, wow, those things are really important. I really want those. Can you think of some others? Okay, earthly treasures. Yeah, yeah. All right. Grown-ups, you thinking of some earthly treasures too? Clothes. Clothes was on the list. Miss Mary was there. Yeah. Was money on the list? Was money on the list? I think so, yeah. Um, but... Have you ever gotten one of those um, pennies that you can't even really tell if it's in a penny anymore because it's gotten like all gross and yeah, it's all kind of mashed and stuff. Yeah, we went to dinner after on Friday and there was some change laying on the table and there was a dime there. I don't know what this dime had been through, but it was all mashed up and like, I don't even think you could put it in a soda machine. Like it was all bent. It was very strange. Or um, a paper dollar bill that kind of is all soft and won't even go in the Coke machine either because it's, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that those earthly treasures, they crumble. Uh, what happens to the Xbox eventually? It breaks down. Or they come out with a new one, and you can't play your old games on it anymore, so then you've got to get the new one. Yeah, yeah, now they're playing Christmas, I can see. Okay, and then we talked about heavenly treasures. Oh, what were some of the... Love, love was on the list. Faith was on the list, Absolutely. I think trophies was on the, the earthly list. Yeah. yeah. We got a box of trophies in our attic, yeah. But love was on the list. Faith was on the list. Can you, what would you add? Joy. Yeah. There was one more. I can't remember what it was. Do you, know, do you remember, Miss Mary? What was the one more? We got faith and love and joy. Grace was on the list. Grace. Yeah. Who can tell me about Grace. What does that word mean? Do you know? 
It's kind of like love. It's kind of like love. It's God loving us even though we didn't ask for it or work for it or earn it. God just gives it to us just because. Just because that's who God is and God loves us. And even when we um, forget a little bit and we go after those earthly treasures for a while and we forget, God still loves us. God's all the time and everywhere. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do you have fun at camp this week? Yes? Okay, last part before we close. Favorite part of camp? Okay, I don't know if you all heard that, but we might have to say it all together. Miss Jenny is our co-director of camp, and she comes to the adult training every year, and the parent went and to the kids, and she says, the best part of camp is? Carpool. Carpool. Obviously, yes. I am glad that you were at camp this week, because I know you, I could see by your faces this morning when you were singing that hymn, that you have treasures in your heart, you have treasures in your mind that nobody can take away that moth and rust do not destroy, that last forever. So I am thankful that you are part of camp and that you have those treasures stored up, and I hope that you treasure them always. Can we give thanks for them this morning? All right, we'll grab a hand and we'll pray. As we say, dear God, we give you thanks for heavenly treasures, for camp, for love and joy and faith, And grace, thank you, Lord, for loving us. We love you, Lord. Amen? Amen. You are a blessing, boys and girls. It was a great week of camp. Just... Wonderful to see those children in their brightly colored t-shirts and learning their songs and working on their skits. It was really a great week. We are continuing our series that uh, we started last week with Reverend Dr. Bill Bryan called Kingdom Issues. And so we are in Luke's Gospel and we're going to hear two verses from the 17th chapter, verses 20 and 21. Listen for the word of God. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. This is a word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Last week, Reverend Dr. Bill Bryan started us on this series about kingdom issues and how we recognize what's a kingdom issue and what's not. And it's all framed in this kingdom of God motif or theme that we talk about an awful lot in the church. 
And so last week, Dr. Brian um, just kind of gave us some hallmarks of the kingdom of God. That it is both individual and also um, communal. That our systems and institutions can reflect the kingdom of God or, more frequently, not. And so we hear this brief text today from Luke's gospel with Jesus speaking with the Pharisees and they have this question. Where's the kingdom of God? When's it coming? And Jesus, as he is so good at doing, gives this kind of cryptic answer. That it can't be observed. That there's not any kind of... um, tagline that's going to say, oh, yeah, that's it. And then he gets even more cryptic and he says, because it is among you. What the heck does that mean? Well, we've got this text from Micah in the Old Testament, which helps us, I think, unpack this notion of what the kingdom of God is like and which helps us determine what are kingdom issues and what are not kingdom issues. But here is the question. As we were talking about this series in staff meeting, Pastor Clay asked the question, why is it so hard for us to recognize the kingdom of God? Why is it so hard For us to distinguish kingdom issues and those issues that aren't kingdom issues. And to be quite honest, as we chose this scripture, Pastor Clay, actually I don't think it helps us much. I'm just saying. The kingdom of God is among you. And then I have Bill's words ringing in my ears from last week about not only us individually and how we figure into God's kingdom work, but also our systems and our institutions, which so frequently do not reflect the kingdom of God. And therein, I think, is the problem, or at least one big one. If our systems and our institutions don't reflect the kingdom of God, and when I use the word institutions, there's a big ouch in that. The church is an institution, right? If our organizations and our institutions are not reflecting the kingdom of God, then how the heck do we begin to ferret out What is the kingdom of God? And developing the vision to be able to see the kingdom of God among us. If the cultural soup that we swim in repeatedly blinds us to seeing it. Here's an example for you. Years ago when I was working for a large corporation here in the Dallas area... 
um, they had a really good stock sharing system for their employees, right? So I, I had, oh, I think 50 bucks from every check that went to purchase stock. And periodically, you know, every 18 months or so, the stock would split. Hey, good for me, right? And so every year I would get the stockholders report and, you know, being a kind of a goofy 30-something, I'd just kind of toss it off or put it in the trash or something like that and not pay attention until one year I decided to open it up and read it. And in there was a reference to a group of nuns who were stockholders in the corporation and they showed up at the annual shareholders meeting with a petition to ask the corporation to divest themselves of doing business in South Africa because of apartheid. And I was making money off of it. Now, if if someone had come to me and said, um, okay, do you want to purchase stock in this corporation and you need to know that they do business in South Africa and that South Africa, at the time, has a racist system of government? I would have said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So when we get on the institutional level, when we get on the large communal level, there are a lot of things that we do that we participate in that when push comes to shove, we actually would never choose to participate in because of the ethical and, dare we say, faith ramifications involved. But yet... We participate, and it goes on without our own knowledge. And I think that that dynamic blinds us to seeing the kingdom of God that is among us. And we hear these words from Micah that Bill read. What does the Lord require of you but to seek justice Love kindness and walk humbly with your God. And we often think of that in individual terms. It's kind of a rule of life. As John Wesley stated it, do no harm. Do good of every kind and attend on all the ordinances of God or in modern day language, stay connected to God. Walk humbly with God. We can take that individually as a rule of life, right? What if we adopted that as a community? And what if then, in our relating with the world at large, we kind of looked at, okay, what are the rules that are at work in that particular organization? Hmm. Because here's the thing. Living in the kingdom of God is never an individual thing. It's never a private affair. It is communal or it's nothing. A kingdom of one, that doesn't sound very healthy to me.
We are going to continue this series in a couple of weeks looking at how to distinguish what are kingdom issues and what are not. But in setting that conversation up, we need to consider what is it to develop kingdom vision so that we can know insofar as we possibly can when the kingdom of God is at work among us and when it's not. The chapter in which these few little verses occur, um, it's bracketed by this story, the story that leads into these verses. It's a story of the ten lepers who were seeking healing. And Jesus heals them. And the only one that returns to express gratitude is a Samaritan. This is a guy who has got two strikes against him. He's a Samaritan who is despised by the Jewish population. Translate that into our modern day categories. Who are the Samaritans among us? Mm. You can name them. And then also he's a leper. Because of his condition, he is marginalized outside the community. Forced to be with others who are like him and not with the quote-unquote normal population. And Jesus tells his story and offers this Samaritan leper as an illustration of what it means to live kingdom values. The Samaritan comes back and says, thank you. And Jesus blesses him and sends him on his way. So this kingdom of God thing, it's this inside out, upside down thing in which those who are marginalized, those that we don't want to claim as our own, exhibit for us what it means to live in the kingdom of God. They exhibit for us what it means to seek justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. I think that's where we begin. That's where we begin. Who are those that we don't want to claim? Who are those that are nameless? Who are those that exhibit these values of justice, kindness, humility? And that's where our vision gets sharpened. Amen.